Crossfade. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, everyone. Back in Melbourne. Yeah, Second, from the rooftop. Yeah, with uh, Gondi, mate. Yeah. What's going on? You guys have had some great guests in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. So you better shine, mate. I know, and I'm thinking, jeez. <laughs> They're going up and up and up, and then they get back from overseas, and they got me. Yeah, no, well, you've um, you've got us the rooftop. Uh, describe where we are, Gondi. So we are at SCA in Melbourne. I've done my show out of here because we had the radio awards on the weekend, and I'm based on the central coast just out of Sydney. So an hour from Sydney, a lot of people think it's a, a long way from Sydney, but it's literally an hour with the yeah. coast lifestyle. But uh, this company, so we're here today uh, off the back of the radio awards, and I head home today. What's the deal? Do they? Do you have to be like, you know, oh, can we please do the show? Are they okay with it? Because well, I know for me when I was in Shepparton, it was non-existent. You couldn't just, hey, we're just going to go down to Melbourne and do a show. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think they've, uh, with all these digital studios and stuff set up now, I think they're kind of, uh, it's become easier. Yeah. Uh, although this, you had access to this at that point in time as well, right? Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. We felt like we were very much shit kickers of the business. See, but I think that's changed. You reckon? Yeah, I really do. I think... Uh, because I've worked in this very building. I think, Tommy, you and I worked here yeah. around about the same time. And I think the perception of stations outside of the metros has changed a lot. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we just don't even ask any questions. We just send the email, the text confirm it, and we walk through the door. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not so, sure. So the real the job for the text has just become much harder because they're getting all these people going, yeah, can we do the show remote from Melbourne now? So that for people who aren't familiar with the radio industry, there's how many regional stations do you reckon Southern Cross I Australia think there's has? there's uh, something like 68 yeah. regional stations mm. and they do vary in size. I mm. think it kind of starts at the Gold Coast Newcastle, Canberra, and I'd say us are probably the, the bigger markets. Our breakfast shows, one of which I'm on with Ash Pollard uh, from MKR, we have producers on our breakfast show, and a lot of Shepparton wouldn't have had that nah. when you were there, so no producers. And uh, yeah, so there's a lot of regional stations for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess some of the bigger ones get access and, and maybe some don't. I'm not sure, yeah. but I, yeah, I advise anyone that's listening, I mean, just give it a crack because this is a great building. I love coming here. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. well, we, you see Eddie Maguire just walking the halls, saw a bunch of Ed Cavalier, Yeah. Uh, who's doing breakfast up in Sydney but is in Melbourne. Well, yeah, half the show's here, half the show's in, in Sydney for that show and the studio we're out of is right next door to them. So they've got talent. Absolutely everywhere in this building. It's actually a good vibe today, like off the back of the radio awards. It sort of reminds me, Tommy and I went to Sirius Radio. I went there too when I was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Did the tour. Did you go Ben Harlem? Is that who your... Ben Harlem was my connection, yes. (laughs) Did he give you the tour? Yeah, he did. He's bloody good, isn't he? Through Brad Blanks, actually. Yeah. Same. Yeah, right. I was out with Brad Blanks and he was like, I need to hook you up with the guy from from Sirius and we're in this bar having a beer and he goes, you wouldn't believe it, the guy's just walked in the door. <laughs> Out of any bar in the whole of New York City, I Ben walked in. I reckon there's some racket going on because <laughs> yeah, when we got to New York, Josh saw Ben Harlan walking down the street and then we were out with Brad Blanks yeah. and then Brad said, you got to go to Sirius and, and you got to like, meet yeah. Ben. Yeah. I reckon there's something going on. Yeah. It's all staged. Did you have to pay cash? To <laughs> no, no cash. You know, having been to Sirius, they're sort of they've got studios and studios with all different shows yeah. going on. Yeah. And I guess normally we've got um, 
you know, uh, Metro will have their main breakfast show or whatever, but this is like a different vibe today where there's lots of different breakfast shows all doing their thing. Did you guys get to go into Howard Stern's side of the building? Nah, or is that just a no-go zone? Nah, I'd love nah, to go in there. there. I like that Gordon was testing us to see if we got something <laughs> you go, better than he did. No, did you no, go in? We didn't. No. Okay. We should, have, we should have said yes. No one's going to. Do you uh, do you listen to Howard Stern at I, all? I well, I don't pay for. Is it? Do you have to pay for some sort of yeah. subscription Serious, or? Yeah. Yeah, I don't pay for it. I just get it all on YouTube whenever they upload things. Or his Instagram is quite good for a lot of their content as well. Yeah. So I just kind of get it through there. But I would like to listen to it yeah. daily. I mean one of the greatest if not the greatest broadcasters of all time yeah uh, in Howard Stern so isn't it funny Howard's voice coming from that guy like yeah seeing him as sort of a scrawny kind of long haired eccentric looking dude but has this really deep deep voice I watched a video of him talking about it and I reckon I can relate is that he gets his headphones set to a certain uh, volume or not volume it's like a a base of his voice Mm. that he gets changed which makes him talk in that lower tone based uh, on what yeah, he hears yeah, yeah. through his headphones. It's funny, our our mate Derek, who is a, has a scooter repair business but also turned his dyno into a podcasting studio, yeah. he talks about that very theory, which is he thinks I talk differently because I'm always wearing the headphones. Yeah, I reckon if you didn't have your headphones on, you'd be talking louder right now because mm. we're out outside Yeah, and you, I've noticed you are talking quite softly. Oh, okay. In Sorry about but that. you can hear yourself. The, no, I appreciate it. The, um, there Josh we go. is just I'll, sitting I'll there enjoying the sound of his own voice <laughs> as he speaks. He's like, I've actually, turned, really great. I've actually yeah. turned you guys right down. <laughs> I can barely hear you. I can hear you through my chest. But uh, the, we're not... A, there's the, the phrase, the world-famous rooftop, which Southern Cross Old Stereo sort of pumped up. Yeah, this up. isn't that. No, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the... Uh, the not-so-famous one. This is the, um, the rubbish-storing area of the world-famous rooftop. Yeah. The world-famous rooftop is uh, just up there, I think. We can yeah. see yeah. it uh, there. They've had some great parties up there. Yeah. This is kind of attached to the digital side where I think people just come out and have darts and beers. Yeah, there's, there's, and I there's I darts Sandra and beers. Early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's, there's, yeah, there's a many remaining darts and beers. Um, that have been discarded on the ground. That's probably from from the weekend. So, um, Gondi, uh, you've worked here. You've worked everywhere. Yep. Um, you're. How long have you been in the radio industry for? I got into the. I'm I think 30. Ash's helicopters arrived. Yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> she's getting picked up now, which is great. That's how she's getting back to the coast. Yeah. I'm going to get on a Jetstar flight, uh, and that's not a plug, by the way. I'm actually flying Virgin. Uh, <laughs> don't even know why I rolled out Jetstar. No, that's it. Get on the credit um, lines, you can. I, I got into. I'm 32 now, and I got into radio when I was uh, 15 or 16, doing movie reviews at my local. Uh, uh, radio station. So, what was that? What was your local? Uh, it was Coast FM in Mandra, ninety-seven point three, and I worked at the local cinema there. And I was always interested in radio. And the general manager said, I, "We actually are looking for someone to do uh, movie reviews at the local cinema. Do you want to do that?" And it was a great foot in the door. Yeah. But then it probably took another two or three years before I landed like a full-time gig. So, I, I've I've clicked over the ten-year mark, but I've mm. worked a lot of behind-the-scenes kind of stuff on. Uh, big shows like uh, Ryan, Monty and Whipper when they were doing the Nova Drive show uh, into the Fitzy and Whipper uh, days. I was there with the start of them. So yeah. I've done a lot of stuff kind of behind the scenes with them and probably the last, 
uh, three years I've been hosting my own show, yeah. which is why I found I had to kind of move out of the cities to get that gig. And uh, I was working at Nova in Brisbane, which is a radio station here in Australia, uh, doing a weekend show with Jonathan Brown, who's a footballer. Who's now on the breakfast show in who's Melbourne. now on the breakfast show in Melbourne. So, yeah, he ditched me and I thought, oh, well, I'm yeah. not going to have a crack at this as well. And um, I haven't played 300 games of footy, so it's a bit of a longer road, but yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it's one I'm willing to take. So, yeah, I've clocked over 10 years of full-time radio work. I, th- I think I said to Josh um, that there was one point in time, and this is when we were hanging out when you were in Melbourne, living here and working on Nova, um, and we'd frequent boutique. That's right. Uh, together, yeah. there we go. Um, but so you're on that breakfast show, and your name's Dan, or they use your Gaundy's your nickname. Yeah, Gaundy's yeah. your surname. Gaund. Gaund's my surname. Yeah, so yeah. Gaundy, but yeah. your, your real name's Dan, and they had you anchoring, and there was Dan one week, and then I because I, I used to listen mainly because you were on there, and I liked and I liked your input, and then all of a sudden there's a Dan in there. But it's not fucking you. Yes. Gaundy's gone. Yeah. Well, you but can they, relate to this because this is – how many Tommy – haven't oh, they had yeah, multiple Tommy Tommies? Oh, yeah, Tommy came in after me. That's oh, no, right. Two, after me and Shepard. What happened? I didn't know. What happened then? Yeah, so I was anchoring Husey and Kate. Uh, that was 2012. And uh, Husey wanted me to be Dan because Gaundy and Husey, I don't know, just too similar. So yeah, he said, yeah, let's just throw with Dan. Uh, <laughs> pro- yeah, threatening. Yeah, like I'm going to take his role. Uh, no, so he, no he, I get it. Well, no, they just said uh, we think Dan role is a bit easier than, than Gaundy. Um, so I went with that, and then ten months you later, mean that you didn't get Husey to change his name today. <laughs> 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 I did suggest it, but yeah. uh, but as a twenty-six-year-old uh, coming into that role, they were like. Yeah. You'll be called whatever yeah. we want to. And I've had some crazy radio names. Yeah. When I worked Better here, than Little Bitch, which was your last <laughs> name. <laughs> That's what I was commonly known as uh, off the air. Uh, but even when I was here at Triple M in Melbourne when I was uh, younger than that, I was the, I was the G-Tram because I was in Melbourne. Oh. Uh, I had to have a crazy name, so they called me the G-Tram. G-Tram, really rolls uh, off So the I had time. to roll with that. But just back to the, the Nova thing, I went back to Nova in Sydney to rejoin Fitzy and Whipper show, and Dan Anstey took over from me. So. Yeah. I left as Dan, he started at Dan, and then even a year later I was getting people messaging me going, oh, I love that bit you did on the radio. Yeah. I said, mate, I haven't been there in a year. Yeah. The, so I, people was, didn't even really know, it was just this easy transition. I, I, I had to double double take, I was like, hang on, Yeah. that is not your voice, and I think it was like, I want, they must have at some point just done an, uh, one announcement, it's like, I reckon we can probably get away <laughs> with not doing any more than one announcement because of the same name. I don't even know if it was announced. I think I was just kind of swept under the rug and <laughs> replaced with a guy by the same name. Jeez. Yeah. What was it like um, making the transition from being off air and having a role on air? What, what's what's the vibe like? What's the what's the well, feeling? I went from behind the scenes with Fitzy and Whipper, so I was panelling their show, kind of like a Jack Post with Hamish and Andy. Uh, and editing a lot of their uh, sketches and and prank calls and helping them come up with um, ideas for parody songs and whatnot. And then I went to anchor the Husey and Kate show, and it's a silent anchor role. Even when Ed Cavalier was doing it, he wasn't named in the show. It was always still Husey and Kate. And I've I've always found that silent third-person anchor role really strange. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're kind of there, you're involved, you're in the conversation. It'd be like the three of us here having a chat, but only two people are are named in the chat. I think Tommy feels like that sometimes. (laughs) 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 You've been left out, mate. Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) So I I always found that a bit weird, and then my goal was always to get my own show with my name in it where you have all the creative control, I guess, and, and you're kind of running your own thing. So there's a huge difference between... Yeah, being that third person and not being, 
not not credited because you are, but the ideas aren't yours. You're really just there to facilitate other people's ideas. And it's funny, you're so close to what you want to do as your dream job, which is that for me, but you're not really doing it, if that makes sense. You're not coming up with the ideas. You're just kind of helping someone else create theirs. So I always found that a bit strange. And uh, I think guys like Byron Cook, who are, he's on the Fifi Feb and Byron show in Melbourne, mm. um, he's managed to change that and now he's named in the show. And yeah. I don't know, I think if, if I'm ever a content director in radio one day way down the track, I, I just don't think I would hire anyone that's not uh, maybe good enough to, to be that third person. I think I'd just mm. keep looking until I found someone who is actually good enough to, to be that third party in the show. Otherwise... What's the point in being there, I guess? But well, Husey and Kate's such a strong brand. They, yeah. they didn't want to change it to be Husey, Kate and Dan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a, that's the name of the show. Do so. they make it known that, okay, you can't, don't overstep your mark here? No, like not really. Husey was always like, get involved more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, jump in there a whole lot more. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, the, it's, it's different because the guys in the studio, so Husey and Kate yeah. were always like, get into it. <laughs> and then the program directors are like, Just shut, shut the fuck the, up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them talk, yeah. you know. They're the, they're the stars of the show and you're trying to, you know, Too make a name. Too much Dan, I'll replace you with another Dan immediately. <laughs> Which Don't we did. fuck around. <laughs> it's so weird, but that, that's really a thing. Like, I remember when I was uh, doing uh, digital content for Fifi and Jules, I remember there yeah. was a, like, you'd be having a certain type of banter with, like say Jules or Fee or whoever it is and then you'd have people around being like oh like having sideline conversations of like yeah. oh we've got to keep their energy you got to you know that sort of protection mentality it's the old talent mentality right yeah. it's like is all these conversations going on around the stars although yeah. Fee was probably it. telling Kerry hey can you get Josh away from me because he's fucking <laughs> pissing me off and um, just not saying anything did you do you find being openly ambitious so you know, actively saying that you wanted to be on air was that a bit of a turn off for people do you think when you weren't in those positions I think it's a fine line isn't it you know what I mean you don't want to come across as too uh, keen to push people out of the way but yeah. at the same time you are kind of there to to show what you've got and, and, and take it to that to that next level so it's definitely a fine line it's the same for anyone trying to break in, into the industry you got to try and be persistent without being annoying and it's knowing the balance between between the two so it's just picking your moments I guess any moment where you feel like you got it wrong where you're a bit embarrassed of something that you did or said or overstepping on that particular show on on anything because I feel like I've definitely had moments where it's like that energy can go one of two ways it can be great or whatever or it can be that excitability can also be used to no not not really where I think I've I've got it wrong I, I actually think with that fine line that I speak of, I probably, I probably edge on the side of being more persistent than not. Like mm-hmm. rather than just playing it cool, I, I kind of push a little bit harder to. Like when I got the job on the Central Coast where I am now, which is Monday to Friday breakfast, I was sending uh, Mickey Marr and the PD there emails every day to show that I was keen. Mm-hmm. And like some people might take that as being a, being annoying, but. I guess you've got to show them that that's what you really want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wouldn't you rather sit on that side than on the side of playing it too cool? I mean, yeah. you guys are recording a show yeah. every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. that's an extreme. Mm. Yeah, I, I I definitely didn't utilize that more to my. Um, you know, it was probably to my detriment that I didn't actually email people more when I was in the actual network. Yeah. Because I found that people with who were less focused on actually getting their. their uh, 
um, upping their talent were doing more of that. Not saying you did that, but the people around me who you know weren't focusing on actually doing great work were the ones actually shooting off heaps of emails, trying to get air checks from big you know big PDs because they wanted to get in further um, or you know advance their career. So it was this funny thing of going, when do you know? When do you decide? Okay, I'll go hard on this, mm. and then also work hard on my craft. It's this. When you went to Shepherd, and what did you? expect to get out of it when you like went to that market and it's not the biggest market but yeah what is it two or three hours from melbourne so you still got access to yeah. home two hours what did you hope to get out two of it? two hours you... absolutely fanging it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, i actually did 150 one, one, one hour and 50 minutes so i could get home um and that was crying as well at the same time no no i i, I didn't think too much at the time about what i was getting out of it i had my head down trying to work it all out yeah and actually create lots which you have to, you got no choice but to do five days a week and make content around it. But yeah, I think where I, what I didn't do, and maybe because I didn't actually want to move on into these other markets doing this type, like I think about what I'm doing now is more in line with what I actually want to be doing. So why'd you go there? Oh, I actually fell into it. I, oh, right. I literally got asked to do a talent day here, literally in this, in that room right there where I'm pointing to one meter away from us i did like a test day yeah and there was like marty smiley bunch of people from big brother um it was like they got all these people in they said it um this doesn't mean anything you're not going to get a job from this but you may in the future be acknowledged or whatever it was and it was like i had to bring a whole bunch of ideas and he did a whole bunch of talk breaks and then three four weeks later dave cameron emailed me and at 12 a.m. and was like, hey, mate, would you be interested in a breakfast radio show in regional Victoria? Yeah. And so I, I literally did that. I wasn't I, – I was doing some stuff in this business, but I, I was always aiming for doing more video work. Um, it's funny what the perception is then because I remember when you got that, I thought, oh, Tommy's going there and you're thinking two years there and maybe work your way up. But yeah. I guess you're just kind of uh, taking that role and stunting the growth of other people that actually want to do that. <laughs> yeah, so no, good definitely. on you, mate. No, de- no 100%. <laughs> but I think um, – I think it took me getting that to realise that it's like it's not actually like working with a co-host that I don't actually like, not that I dislike, but they're not my friend. Yeah. I can't do that. And I've said to Ryan John, you play the game really well. And he didn't really know what the game meant. But I mean, the game of actually working with somebody who you have to see every single day that isn't actually the, like for what the what the actual relationship is where you're having to talk, you communicate and it's like – it's an, there's a heightened emotional level to it. I can't do that with somebody that isn't, you know, like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do what I've done with Josh if I actually didn't like him. Right. And have this, you know, especially for no money, fuck me. <laughs> 50 grand is what I got paid in Shepparton and that was just enough. But I saw so many more opportunity in that, which was learning and, and actually having a go at something, throwing myself into something that I was kind of interested in. But I didn't know if it was the thing. And so what's the point of the daily uh, talk show then? Because, again, off the back of you doing yeah. Shepparton and then you guys doing this every day, I thought yeah. maybe this is just a great stepping stone into hosting something maybe for the both of you. So, the, again, it's not – nah, so hosting's not what you want out nah, of it? We, I think we see this as the final stone in some right. regards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this well, got real sad no, all of a sudden. No, <laughs> this is the, the end. No, in, a, in, a, in, a positive <laughs> way, in a positive way where I think like with, with podcasting, you think about, say, you know uh, – Ten years ago, you might want a, a drive show, a national drive show, or yeah. whatever it is. Um, but if you look at it now, Hamish and Andy, uh, specifically on doing a podcast, yep. and so in a lot of ways, we're given the opportunity to have that drive slot now. Yeah. And so for us, 
I think that there's an empowerment in knowing that we can invest whatever we want into this and we don't have to worry about like, I know the feeling of being in a role where you feel like you're being stunted by what people think that you're capable of yeah. versus what you know that you're capable of. Yep. And so... And the pressures that come with that too of yeah. uh, trying to prove those people wrong yeah. and, and also the uh, imposter syndrome within yourself where mm. you... Like, I have days where I'm like, am I any good at this? Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those constant things where you are trying to impress others uh, and prove to yourself that it's something that you can do. So I guess you guys have the creative to creative control to do as you please and there's no one to answer to but yourself. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I think about like uh, different roles within radio, say a digital content producer. If, if I introduce you to a digital content producer, you can straight away sort of have a sense of who they are, where they sort of fit in with the company, what sort of what sort of clout they have, all those sorts of things. And that's what I fucking hated yeah. about working within radio. And so what where you know, Tommy and I have created a big media company. That's yep. our, our new business. And it's the the idea that we're pushing all of that away and confusing the fuck out of people. Yeah. Because people did like we are playing in the same realm that the you know, we're interviewing people like Seth Godin, one of the biggest marketers in the world. We're able to actually do things that, could you imagine if you spoke to your content director and said, hey, I want, we want to do uh, two weeks in the US, we want to go to New York, we want to do LA, we want yeah. to be doing, like how hard it would be to get that off the ground at a regional level. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And you've got to go, you've got to go through a lot of channels to even make that idea even a possibility but yeah. I guess if you do get it off the ground they pay for it so that's yeah. good yeah, yeah. Um, you guys would have you covered that whole yeah. trip and, so, and get to do all that and that's a good thing we're lucky that we have video production as a way a means to yeah. make money yeah. so we're able to fund it through a different area yeah. and then invest I think the 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 creative landscape has never made less sense <laughs> That's exciting, though. Well, yeah, yeah definitely, because yeah. I think creativity doesn't always make sense. So it's like when we're talking about this podcasting thing and where it's moving to, I think you could look at the radio landscape and go, okay, move to a regional market, which was how it was spun to us, move to a regional market, a couple of years there, then you could maybe move into another spot and then mm. move your way up. It's that classic climbing the ladder, and there's that saying, uh, I climbed the ladder and then realised it was on the wrong wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is like people getting to the top and going, okay, maybe this isn't the right one. And I definitely felt that. I saw that ladder for me as not one that I wanted to continue climbing. Right. But maybe this one, maybe we'll be like, fuck, I am on the wrong well, wall. No, I, think but I feel like I'm on the right wall, <laughs> climbing the right ladder. I also don't think that necessarily like within, say, a context of radio, you have a real clear structure on things. But what about if you wanted to be a mix between a Hamish Blake and a Dave Cameron? Yeah. What if you wanted to be the content director and the person on air? And I don't think that in the current landscape, I think it's moving more into that entrepreneurial realm. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that radio has been great at those hybrid roles. You've got to sort of stick into your lane. We'll do one regards. and then the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got to kind of finish your time on air and then become programming or, mm. or whatever it might be. But with the with the daily talk show, did you think about doing the weekly talk show? I mean, it's a lot <laughs> yeah. to commit to, isn't it? hundred percent. I think When you're not getting paid and it's yeah. it's something you've got to do yeah. every single day. Well, we wouldn't do it if we didn't like it because it's, it's too much work. And the, doing it every day is like what you would have learned doing a show every day you've, you're actually having a chance to come back and try something 
rather than having a week to think about what you're going to try. You've got to try it the next morning. Yeah. So you've got to change something quickly. And so there is that rapid learning, which you just don't get if you don't do it all the time. And so that's half the half the thing for us. And it's a point of difference too. I think it's working out what is your point of difference. I think that... Uh, uh, for Tommy and I, it was that we were having conversations every single day, and then that's a lot for yeah, exactly. I, mean, I got best mates, but we don't yeah. talk every single yeah. day. And, and the thing you is, you guys work together. You got yeah. the big media company. Yeah. And but the thing is, that it didn't start out like so. This is our audience. I think is creatives or people who are in this new world of the future of work, which is that we won't necessarily have one boss, we won't work for one company. We might be, you know, you'll be, you have a little retainer here. And in some regards, like what you're even doing with doing the Tatsalotto numbers, doing all that sort of stuff, yep. that is that entrepreneurial way, which is like, I'll make 550 bucks here, I'll make 600 here. I'll, like that freelancing type of lifestyle, yeah. that is that is really conducive to I think the type of stuff that we're trying to create for people which is like we were having these conversations every day because when you're working from home or working in your own office you don't you're not exposed to people yeah and when you're dealing with clients who do have big offices and they do have lots of people you just need to be able to uh, have a sounding board and so that's what I think we're we're trying to do is it's like there's we have people who are you know, train drivers who are bloggers, you know, all different types of people. Mums. Mums. Yeah, but I think, as in your mum. How mom, do you know? My mom, yeah, mum. Well, they, yeah. reach out, they reach out to <laughs> oh, us. Oh, they do? Yeah, yeah. we get a lovely message from a mother who is off work and just, just listens to our show a yeah. lot. So, yeah. And well, so, hello to her right yeah, now. Shout out. <laughs> and, and so I think that there's, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of opportunity with all of this sort of thing. Also, the dailytalkshow.com I managed to get for us. Amazing. I think it's a pretty killer domain name so isn't it funny how entrepreneurship has become cool now do you know yeah. what I mean like I've oh, watched yeah. enough Gary V videos to get excited about <laughs> starting my own uh, business or whatever it might yeah, be yeah. but it's really this uh, thing right now that everyone wants to be a part of but taking that leap's probably the biggest and, and scariest thing like my fiance Jamie and I we looked at uh, starting an app yeah. and we did a course here in Melbourne um, through I won't even name them because I paid for the course and it was a bit of a stitch up to yeah, be honest so did you fly Virgin there or uh, I flew Virgin yeah, uh, yeah. shout yeah, out to Velocity, the guys Velocity member? I am a Velocity or? member yeah, great, and also perfect. pay for my flights. Yeah, but, we'll uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we did this course and there's just so much to it. And this idea of um, borrowing money off an investor yeah. when they're going to give you millions of dollars or whatever it might be, honestly, was enough to to scare me out of it, just mm. of the thought of mm. gambling and risking someone else's money. And you look at the stats on, uh, you know, how many of those succeed and fail. And I listened to your Jules Lund uh, episode as well. And I've chatted to Jules myself. I actually called him with the idea and he didn't mind the idea. But you look at those numbers and yeah. so many more are failing than succeeding. So it's Absolutely. just... I think it's finding something within it that is enough to drive you to push through any of that pain. Like what you've done chipping away for years, mm. 10 years in radio, would be someone's nightmare because it is hard and there is times when you're like, fuck it, you know, am I some fucking asshole? Dan's replaced me. Yeah. It's like, but then you keep going and so there has to be something within what you're doing that is enough to get you just past 
you know, that, that all that crap. Yeah. Ten years sounds like a long time, but it hasn't really felt that no. long to me, you know what I mean? Like you work a year or two here on a show and you do a year or two of this job and I probably only had three or four jobs and all of a sudden you've wrapped up ten years yeah. Yeah. and it does feel like a long time. But also you go so far down one road, which I have with radio, which I've always loved, so I, I love doing it, which is probably what keeps you going is, and same with you guys doing this, is, is your love of doing it. But I'm, I'm kind of getting to a point now where I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. I don't have any other skills than, well, than, than radio, whether it be on the air or behind the scenes. So if I'm to lose my gig, I'm looking at other radio options. I'm not, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I think that it's um, about the being a hybrid of things as well, yeah. like being able to, you know, that the uh, being good at one thing was very good in the industrial age when you're a cog in a machine or on a conveyor belt and you just had to focus on one thing. Yeah. But I think that the what I'm excited about is it's like you can the the equipment is affordable enough all of the you know there's youtube videos that you can get to a point where you understand what audio engineers are doing and you can produce your own show yeah. the thing about creating what you're doing there is so many transferable skills now into this modern day in terms of creating something you yeah. know yeah. emotional intelligence yeah like just yeah. being able to read a, 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 a conversation and and that sort of thing your your podcast what was the thought behind that? How did you get to starting that? Well, I always, I love this format of just being able to get on and, and have a chat. And I've always been thinking up ideas. I mean, I love AFL footy, but I thought, you know, is anyone going to listen to my AFL footy podcast when there's a whole heap out there? And and it's something that I'm probably going to have to research a lot. Um, so my podcast is called the Radio Randomly Podcast, where I chat to other radio people. And I thought, why not just stick to what I know? It's the easiest thing. I don't really have to research anything because the people I chat to, I keep across anyway. Um, and it's just an extension of the things that I see and hear in radio, which I'll read a lot of articles on radio today, which I know this podcast yeah. uh, features on, which <laughs> yeah. is great. But yeah. no, I'll read it and I'll go, oh, I want to know a bit more about that. Or yeah. um, Craig Bruce has a podcast called Game Changers where he talks to the people at the top. And I thought, well, what about the people still climbing the ladder who might not get an opportunity to speak on that podcast? And while we can all sit there and listen to Mick Malloy talk about how great it is working... Um, An hour a day. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and at the very top and, yeah. and, and live that luxury, what about the other people that are, are climbing that ladder and how they go about it? So I've found since chatting to those kind of people, the amount of people that I get messaging me, and most of which they're all in radio listening to the podcast, but... They're getting a lot out of it because they can relate to those people. Mm. They go, that's me right now. And it's interesting to hear that someone might be struggling uh, with a certain uh, department of their uh, role and then other people can relate to that. So Let's be honest, it's promotions. And it's to promote myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're struggling with the promotions yeah. department. Yes, <laughs> We always. all struggle with the promotions <laughs> department. Look, we need to get this activation going. Got no budget. Well... <laughs> Is the um, doing the podcast has it given you a new perspective on radio, and is it a a good perspective or is it a negative one? I don't think the perspective has changed. It's I've always I don't know what it is I love about it. I guess it's just a, an exciting industry that I love, and I'm excited that I'm alive in a time where it's still relevant. And um, I do worry about this podcasting and where it, it might take it. But are you worried or are you excited? Are they one of the same thing? Well, it's funny when internet came along and TV, everything's been destined to kill off radio and it's done nothing but make it it's stronger so 
Uh, yeah, probably more excited than yeah. than anything. But it's just been great to to be. Look, I'll be honest. I'm I'm a creature of convenience um, and it's just convenient and easy for me to talk to people I don't have to do a lot of research for so yeah. it's literally just turn the mics on and let's chat radio I already know what it is and um, I chatted to a couple of people at the Accra Radio Awards and they were coming up saying how much they loved it and one guy even said it's like I've become the big brother like if, if Craig Bruce is the godfather of the radio podcast thing, I'm like the big brother yeah. who gets these people on our level under my wing and gives them a bit of promotion and, and, and gives them a, a leg up in uh, what they're trying to do. So I'm happy to take on that role. What's the, when you start a podcast and you work in the radio industry, what do they, do they say anything to you? Because it is a, I mean, I don't know, is your podcast with the network or is it a, a separate you're just doing a side project I did it a separate I um I just kind of started it up I ran it by a few people at work and they said yeah no worries and I just sort of started it up and um I then realized how seriously the network and the company take because they've got podcast one yeah uh how seriously they take that so I need to uh now chat to those people now that it's out there and um there's a few episodes out there I do need to chat to them and I think I'm gonna have to change over who I publish the podcast with, mm-hmm. um, given the fact that I use the the network facilities and talk to a lot of the talent. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's not something they take lightly. The the network, what the about, um, the podcast, especially where you record it through and promote it through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, having different? Because in Australia, if you're listening, you're overseas. There's always been like you know different radio shows. They're different companies essentially. So you, it's like a bit of competing. Uh, so having someone from another network on your radio show was a bit of a no-no. Yeah. And what about podcasting? Having someone outside of the company, SCA, is there any? Well, I did. That's what I flagged. So I did. I flagged it uh, with the guys at SCA, and uh, the guy I chatted to said, as long as I'm not revealing any secrets of the of SCA or anything like that, it's it's more a chat to the person about where they're at and what they're doing. So yeah. they've been fine with it. As it goes, though, it's been more SCA people just because it's easier to tee up those chats. Um, and that's probably been the hardest thing of this podcast. And you guys b- might know what it's like is teeing up a time where you're available, they're available. You know, when can you make that happen? So that's been the probably the hardest part of recording the episodes. And like yourself doing the, the daily talk show where you've committed to daily, I guess it shows a side of me. The reason I call it the radio randomly is because I can record it randomly and upload it <laughs> randomly. That's, that's the reason it's called the radio randomly because I was going to do the radio weekly and yeah. do it once a week. And I, I just found it was too hard to, to <laughs> yeah. produce something up every single week when I don't know whether I'm going to be uh, on the coast or in Melbourne or wherever it might be. So I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to go radio randomly and you'll get the episodes when they're out. Yeah, when they're recorded and out. The, you mentioned the Acras. I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with the Acras. Have so you been, Josh? Yeah, I have. I saw I, a picture of you, yeah. actually. I was flicking through some of the old the photos. Old hashtags. Or I, I was trying to show my fiancé, Jamie, what they wear to the yeah. Acras, and I'm flicking through and I saw it's, a young you. Yeah, you like, don't wear what Josh was wearing. <laughs> no, but the... Um, yeah, I went to the Acras. It was actually, I'd finished up at the radio station. The, I was When I was doing the digital content producer role, we did, I think it might have been Suzuki Car Swap or some sort of uh, activation type thing. Anyway, we won an award. But the, the idea of awards shows, I just don't know how I feel. I like yeah. the, the everyone getting together and being able to see people and getting to sort of talk to people who are outside your normal sort of circle. But the um, the idea of like 
the competition behind it, the idea that this show is doing better than the other and that we're going to have a big sort of circle jerk about it, like... I don't know. Isn't that with any industry, though? There's always these business awards and... I feel like some are more uh, sort of... Like the advertising industry is big on it. But yeah. I'm thinking even with the podcast award, I don't know whether we'll... Uh, I don't know whether we'll enter. You've got to enter. Yeah, well, it's good recognition. What's, what's the, yeah, so what, like, that's why I wonder, what is the, what's the gain? What do you see as the gain for, say, within an ACRA context? Well, for me, uh, like I said, I haven't played 300 games of footy. I'm not a big-name comedian. I'm just a radio guy, you know. Yeah. That's kind of my background. And um, So for me, it is good promotion if I win, even just getting nominated. So I was up for Best Entertainment Presenter um, outside of the Metro. So it goes country, provincial, where, where I'm at and... Uh, on air and and uh, and metro, so even just being named in the top three in the country for that, it kind of puts my name up there. And they go, "Oh well, who are we looking at to fill that next kind of Tim Blackwell style role in a metro?" Yeah, um, Gaudy's worked at metro stations. He's been nominated for an Acra for best entertainment presenter. Maybe he's a good candidate. So I guess it's just a little bit of good promotion for me. And had I won the award, Tanya Hennessy uh, won on the night. Yeah, I guess it's just. Uh, it's something that I can I can claim, I guess, not having the AFL football career or being on a reality TV show or something like that. It's something I can go, look, I won that based on my on-air work. I reckon there'd be more people who would pull you up afterwards and say, uh, hey, mate, love the podcast, yeah. than remember that you won the award. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, But I'll take both <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I can get it. Yeah, award shows are funny. I think it would be good... For- for the radio industry, it makes sense if you can win one to help climb that ladder. Yeah. I just, yeah, for the podcasting stuff, I mean, there is a mi- millions of podcasts out there and you're not, you have to enter yourself or you have to enter. So whatever you, so for the, the podcast awards, it's like unless you, uh, it's weird because it isn't like, I know what you're saying, Josh, it's this constructed award ceremony for people that actually submit an entry for everyone else. Well, I just feel the issue I have with it is I think I just, I hate bureaucracy. I hate having to be picked. And so for me, the awards type of stuff plays into that. It gives people power. Yeah. Uh, which Let's be I, honest, who actually votes? How does that shit work? Yeah, who's actually, who's the people saying one vote for them? And you only submit a minute of audio too. And they yeah. and they sit in a room apparently, I haven't been in part of it, but... It's one minute of audio and a, and a cover letter, and they're basing it on that. And it's like... What was uh, your one minute? What did you give? My one minute of audio featured Keith Urban, because yeah. um, I listened to some previous winners from other years. and They, they had all, Keith. They had Keith. Keith <laughs> is the key to winning. Um, but no, uh, they all had like kind of a big name um, interview or something attached to it where whoever's judging it obviously goes, oh, this is kind of cool. Like it gets them yeah. from the start. Maybe yeah. we get a Seth Godin. Maybe we could try and get into the actors. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got nominated for an award. It was for the breakfast show that I was on. Yeah. Like, but um, I think we had, maybe we had Jerry Halliwell. So you had a celebrity in yours yeah, as well? Yeah, I think so. I asked Keith Urban about the middle part in his hair <laughs> and how he's held onto it for so long. Like I had that middle part in my hair when I was in high school. Which, I had th- what is it? Like a, a different colour? No, 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 so no, the middle no, it's part. Just the part. Like so, you know the, the line. Straight down like the just middle. Just the part. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. know you have that straight down the middle. I think we all Fuck had you've that. You've got him, Gaudy. He's interested. He's like, yeah, 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 so he's yeah. hooked in. He's hooked. I, I had that in high school in year 10. So middle part and uh, straight down the middle. But, you know, as you get older, you change hairstyles. Mm. If you look at Keith Urban, yeah. 
He's yeah. had the same hairstyle for, I reckon, 30 years. And that's almost impossible. It's a long hair game, isn't it? It's a long it? hair it game. Yeah. <laughs> in, so I asked him about that. It's still daggy as fuck. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's more like, why have you kept it that long? <laughs> oh, Not yeah. how, It's a good why? bit of shade to throw. I remember, yeah, Keith Urban, all I think about is like straightening some sort of fringe that hangs down. There's a, lot of, guy. there's a lot of hair straightener work going on there. There is. Yeah. Oh, way too much for me. And so the, the, um, the podcast... Like I'm, I'm super interested in this stuff because the you see it as a site. Like, could you ever imagine doing a podcast as your main? I'd thing? love to. I would love to. I don't think radio is probably the right. Me chatting to radio people, my audience will be other radio people, yeah. so it's pretty niche. I don't know what kind of downloads you guys get for this podcast. You get about twelve thousand this month. Wow, per episode? Yeah, no, 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 that's per month. So we only we get about probably four hundred or so listens, but we're being incrementally we get about two extra new listeners every single Each time. So we think about it like if we do this for you think about some of the big shows, you think about doing an episode every single day for five years. Well, I'm sure would be it sort of. That's a long game, yeah. but you'll get two per day. And the thing is, you've been doing it for ten years, so I think it's not, yeah, it's, exactly. not like a, it's not a crazy long game no. if it is the thing that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, what so, about audience? So your podcast is specifically you can under you could understand who would listen to your podcast based on the type of content you're creating. Yeah. For a radio show, you 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 can think about audiences, the people who live in the surrounding areas of Gosford, yep. Central Coast. It's like, but you, but you are having to cast a net so much more broad when it comes to coming up with the style of stuff that you're talking about, the type of content you're talking about. How do you see that as, you know, the difference now that you've got a podcast that speaks to a specific audience and a radio show that speaks to a heap of different demographics? Well, I'd love to eventually get to a point where I am doing a podcast which is a bit more broad than the radio thing. But the reason I started that was to, again kind of create a bit of a name for myself within the the industry and I'm happy to, to specifically talk radio and I get about 500 uh, downloads per episode yeah, so that's great. that's 500 unique radio people listening I mean that's a fair number yeah so awesome. I'm more than happy with that and I, I don't really do that for anything other than out of pure interest and and, and love of doing it and just yeah. chatting to other people um, who are in the industry and then with the radio show each day that's my outlet to to cover a lot of topics and do various things, which that brings a, a, a whole nother stress in itself because a lot of the time when you've got to fill three hours a day, um, you're talking about things you have no fucking idea about. Yeah. And you're literally reading some article on the fly and you've got to sound knowledgeable and know exactly what's going on. So that's something for me that, you know, each day that when I get on the air and, and, and host that radio show, uh, a whole lot more thought goes into that and I guess a lot more pressure I put on myself yeah. than the ease of recording a podcast. Like even with this now, with you guys, like yeah. how relaxed is it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you know that we can sit here and just have a chat and talk about yeah. being an entrepreneur or the radio industry, which we've all worked in. So... The thought is there, but it comes naturally mm. and that comes with ease. And I think that's what comes with enjoyment of the job and making it easy for you guys to do every single day. Yeah. What do you like listening to you personally? Podcast wise? Just across the board. Because you mentioned, you know, that sort of feeling around talking about stuff that you're not sure on. Is, do you want to be listening to people who are like that? 
I listen to a lot of other radio show replay podcasts just to mm-hmm. hear what they're talking about and hear what they've covered that we might have and how they've done it differently and maybe compare it and go, oh, is what we're doing good? Oh, yeah, we talked about that today or, oh, we covered that this way. So it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we're ticking all the boxes. And um, so I listen to a lot of replay shows. Other than that, I'm a big sports fan. So mm-hmm. I'll listen to a lot of NBA basketball podcasts and, uh, yeah, mainly NBA podcasts. Uh, podcast, but it's funny what you can take out of any anyone's podcast. Yeah. You know, you can take a, a certain style or uh, a topic or or anything. So it's you can find gold absolutely anywhere these days, and it's perfect for just driving around, chucking it on, or when you're you know flying somewhere or driving somewhere. I just love it. The content is is endless. And the great thing about listening to other people's radio shows the next day is that you don't get all the, probably not best for me to say because I work in commercial radio, but you just get the content. Mm. No ads, no yeah. music, you just get them. So well, you're I there love for it. a specific reason of hearing the content. Yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. I'd happily listen to someone's show the next day just to get 100% podcast. I wonder what the monetization... But people like the live element of radio. I think yeah. that's what keeps it alive. Well, so Tommy and I are going to, the Daily Talk Show is going live next year. Oh, wow. We're going to have video. Every day. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to start off every day. We'll start off once a week and then we're going to be yeah. doing video streaming and all that sort of that's thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So the definitely... There's going to be less and less, like especially walking the corridors of Sirius. Yep. You start to think, oh, okay, like they're borrowing from, like there's a bit of podcast sort of element to this. There's the streaming through the satellite sort of thing. Like there's all of these elements. Like I'm finding a lot of, I got a Sirius XM subscription and I've got it all set up so I can listen to Howard each day now. And that sort of style, I think terrestrial radio could really borrow from that idea of streaming i'd love to see that here in australia mm-hmm. and it's you know it's exciting is that you guys are at the the forefront of it mm-hmm. especially here in australia to be doing this every single day and racking up those listeners i mean it's going to be something that's you know you can see it becoming common ground yeah. so while people might see you doing a show every single day and think that's crazy it's not really when you, you just, look at the the scheme of things you're just building you know building on stuff what's will- the ultimate dream for you guys where do you i know you've got your big media company yeah. and you're going to go live with all this stuff so what is it getting paid to do this what is it yeah i don't see i mean we do this because we love it and i think you become highly rewarded if you do something that you love and it and it gets good enough i think the people who are the you know famous rich people are probably just doing something that they've been able to be great at yeah um and especially the people who have lasted across time so i think that's the first and foremost goal and we're just with what we're doing with big media company it's more about um doing the uh, creating the type of stuff that allows us to bring the most value in an exchange and the exchange is obviously money but it is what we do best telling stories through video content and then this is just um, the cream on top yeah so video for us like i was doing video 15 years ago when i was a kid started freelancing when I was 14 the when I was doing that it wasn't video hadn't popped it was still you were burning to DVD and all that sort of thing so we've seen what happens when there's platforms like Facebook YouTube making video an option for brands I reckon if you look at you just have to look at how many breakfast shows there are around Australia or you think about the drive shows and then you think about the salaries of what people are on 
there's no doubt that there's going to be some sort of transition in the way that the financial system goes within media consumption. And we'll move more towards to the video guys? Well, no, I think it's not specifically video guys, but I think that there's going to be... Essentially what brands are paying for is attention and brand alignment as well because if it was just attention, they could literally just pay Facebook a bunch of money for advertising and put their exact messaging. But they see that having Hamish and Andy talk about their product has an an additional benefit. I think that the future of all of this sort of stuff is we'll create create a, a brand and an audience that will then go and watch our live shows. They'll be subscribers and we'll be able to build on there. So I think and so brands will come on board is that Yeah, so the, definitely I think that there's there's a part of it which is a subscriber model. So yeah, that's a scary one though when you go from this free thing every day to asking people to subscribe. Well, I think that it's the the core of the show I don't think you could charge for. I don't think that so it would be about what are the additional things that we would be providing. So for instance saying okay, well uh, we could do, a, you know, like Stern have their wrap-up shows or stuff like that. You just have additional content, which you would then be able to eventually monetize. Wouldn't it be great to get to a point? I remember reading a story about Ricky Gervais, where they had, I think, as a bare minimum, I think it was like two million subscribers, mm-hmm. and I think they charged a dollar per episode, which is mm-hmm. nothing per person. I pay a dollar to yeah. li- listen to Ricky Gervais, but going into the studio recording it and putting it out there and knowing that once people download it, it it's mm. two million bucks. Yeah. And you don't and, Do you know what I mean? And That's then crazy. think about it, if you like if the benchmark is making a quarter of a mil a year, then you're not it's not that much uh like you're not asking much in regards to the media landscape. Yeah. There's like like everyone in a metro uh, job within a drive time is making a fuck ton more than that. Yeah. So if you think about it like that, I think that it's about being realistic too. I think that the media landscape is going to be way more spread out and there's probably people who are bringing home 150 grand a year, 200 grand a year, doing pretty well yeah. and less of the, you know, 2 million, 3 million, $4 million. But I think for Josh and I, it's a interesting place to be at where you were saying we're trying to build this as big as we can with no thought that it's going to make us money and we've actually got the interest like it is making us money or I think when I I think when you get paid money you end up just doing the thing because you're getting paid to do it if that makes sense like when I was in Shepparton showing up it was a reason to show up the money thing was a part of the contract and yep. so it felt like it was sealing the deal but we've been we've managed to have that thought and the investment in it like we are so as if we are with actually no money coming through mm. the doors and so we're just planning to build this up i think people are start people are starting to realize that it's not as easy as it once was and it was never that easy but for instance maybe gaundy at the peak of your career you might have to be doing a podcast full-time a radio show full-time you know and and spots on a TV show that was equivalent to what someone was getting paid years ago. Yeah. So the work is actually more now than it's ever been because it's spread out. Yeah. And so you have to find that thing that you do love, you know. So for us, we're going to be making documentaries and and the podcast will only assist in that and we get more out of that and the, our documentaries will get more out of us doing podcasts, speaking to people like you, 
than we would if we didn't do any of that. So it is about making an investment with no clear return on it. Yeah. And that's especially in the creative industry. There's a lot of investments that you need to make with no clear return. So and that's anyone, probably where the success lies. Yeah. So if anyone would like to make a donation, just go to the Daily Talk Show. <laughs> yeah, we'll com. take a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> take no, a dollar. I think it's definitely I think that people take way too soon as well, right? Like yeah. people are starting their Patreon account episode one. Yeah. And I, I probably spend a hundred bucks a month in supporting different individuals and their podcasts yeah. just through believing in this, this idea. Look at that. He's pulled out oh, a dollar. Look, I've got a dollar in my first, pocket. The first bit of revenue for I'm the Daily Talk to show. this episode right here. It's That's my dollar to you. It turns out it's chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, real shit chocolate too, by the way. But the, um, you should frame that dollar. That's yeah, the first dollar for yeah, this very episode. Mate, that is very true. The, um, you know, do you, Can I get that back? If you were um, air checking what we're doing, if you listen to some of the shows with your radio background, what would you change? What do you like? I don't think you can air check a podcast with a radio background because radios chat for three minutes, get in, get out, yeah. keep it tight, get the songs on. But that's what I wonder because I've been thinking about reaching out to some radio people, you know, people who have had very successful wins on the board. But are there universal qualities that you can take from radio and apply to podcasting and say, obviously it's not – you know, did they mention the uh, credit line, the credit line, and all that sort of shit? Yeah. But what are some of those? How would you approach it with the instinct that you have of beyond a radio person, but a content person for this very yeah. uh, daily talk show? Yeah. Well, the Jules Lund one was fucking long, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I got through that though. Oh, great! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we got I, him. Congrats. We got him. Yeah, I got through got that. One. I got through the end bit where Jules said, "If you're still listening, message uh, hit me <laughs> up on Twitter," which yeah. I did. I was like, "Mate, I heard the whole thing. <laughs> I was still there, but." I think if you're interested in the people who are hosting, which are yeah. you guys, and I look at it the same with my podcast, with the radio stuff, radio people, if they're taking the time to listen, if anyone's going, the thing with podcasts is that they're, the thing with radio is that you're in the car, it's on, it's easy, you take what you can get. But a podcast, I've thought about who I want to listen to, mm-hmm. I've gone out of my way to put it on, I've found time out of my day to listen to it. So, you know, I'm invested in that. So the way I look at it is, I never even put a time limit on my podcast because I think, hey, if you're into radio, you want more. It's randomly. Right? Is that right? Yeah, it's randomly yeah. as well. You've got to keep, keep it random. I need, I need to extend the episodes because who knows when the next one's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just think as far as time goes, even when you guys said with the Jules Lum one that you felt like it was long, it was over yeah. an hour, I didn't think so because I was, I was interested in the conversation. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't think – and that's what I like about podcasts is that there is no time restraints on it, but – I don't know. I guess if the conversation's still flowing and and that's all good, then you just keep the keep the thing going. What about mm. the challenge of there's a lot? I think that I do have a midday flight though. It's ten thirty, so I do have to. Uh, the the yeah. natural. The you checked in. I haven't checked in. No. Okay. Have you well, got check in baggage. No, I don't. So you're just going straight on. Okay. But I got my fiance on the flight with okay. me. She's actually just pulled up at okay, the radio great. station now. And I think Are we getting a wrap up? Well, we'll, no, we'll, no. We'll, official. <laughs> well, you wanted the air wrapped, up by, wrapped up by Gaudi. We're yeah, fucking in made the it. Air <laughs> well, you did say this was the bottom of the barrel, yeah, so the, no, no, this, this is it. Um, <laughs> I'd stay and talk all day if I could, honestly. Yeah. I love this stuff. Yeah. What are you going to listen to on the flight back? Is this episode. I actually do listen back to a lot of my people find this weird and I don't know if you guys do this but I can't listen back to myself you can't nah, nah. I listen back to almost everything that I do and not in a way that's like oh don't I sound great yeah. it's in a way that like my best mate Farron he played footy for St Kilda yeah uh, and North Melbourne and every week they'd watch their game back Farron Ray Farron Ray yeah, yeah. 
So every week they'd watch their game back. And it's the reason they watch it back is to pick up on things that they could get better on next time. So that's what I'll do that a lot with our um, radio show or the podcast that I record. I'll listen back and go and just listen to it from a listener's perspective and go, oh, I could have tightened that up or I could have said that differently. And yeah. I don't know. I, I, I listen to a lot of the work that I do. And I don't know if that's weird or... Do you I, think I it helps not. you? Do you think it's... Yeah, definitely. Then that's good. If it wasn't helping, you were just listening. The thing is, when I listen back to what I'm uh, talking about, I literally can remember the thought that I was having at the moment of saying those words. Yeah. And I can... It's, it's crazy. Like, I can remember my thought process around what I was saying. What you... The anxiety that you had. Probably, in yeah. Moment. Especially in those moments. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I remember stressing in my head about that when I was saying this. It's but always I, interesting, too, because it doesn't translate always to no the audio. Way. So, I'll have a moment where, like, we did an episode in Los Angeles where they had four dogs all going at once, jumping on us. And I'd just had a cold brew coffee which i found out after the fact had like three times the amount of caffeine as a normal coffee yeah i'm fucking jittery and yeah. um i listened to the episode i was like actually i listened to bits just to make sure levels are okay and i'm like it didn't sound nearly as bad as oh, the clusterfuck that it was and a lot of the guests that i have on the my podcast as well they go oh man it's so weird talking about myself for for 40 minutes and i say yeah you feel weird but if you go back and listen back yeah no one can tell no one mm. can pick up the that vibe so I think there's a performer element in in that um, I know for doing radio I won't speak for you but when I had to talk about shit I didn't want to talk about there's a something there's a level of a performer that has to come out yeah. to talk about you know your local hardware sponsoring a segment it's like <laughs> oh bro yeah. do you think I really want to talk about that and so there there is something that kicks in where for me what I grapple with is it being genuine and that's what I can't stand about some radio shows is like you can clearly tell they don't want to talk about X. It is a struggle. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's but a But you're also one. trying to give uh, maybe the audience what they want too. Sometimes you're to cover off a whole bunch of topics. But, yeah, that's probably, that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I struggle with is talking about things that I might not be all that interested <laughs> yeah, in. I think yeah. that's a fair – I think that's probably across the board, right, which yeah. is why this wouldn't necessarily – translate to a radio show i don't think that like if tommy and i were all of a sudden getting sat down and said you need to you know, cover this and that there's your helicopter coming yeah, in to so better go now, but, um, take no, me to my virgin flight yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that there's an opportunity with the, within this platform of being able to do whatever you want so we'll uh we'll wrap it up here it's the daily talk show gaundy mate you've oh, got a, <laughs> we got wrapped up by the legit, chopper we got wrapped up by the chopper josh is the only one that can hear because he's got the headphones on all i hear is josh doing this you know what the surprise the thing is people probably won't hear it yeah, as loud as what yeah, we exactly. are right now. It's crazy. No, boys, honestly, thanks awesome, for having mate. me on. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted to come on since you guys kicked this thing off. Um, it's and good it's to just, know someone has. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, seriously, I, I, I honestly love it. I, I don't get a chance to listen to it every day, but mm. when I see episodes that I go, oh, I know that person, I'll have a listen. Yeah. How'd you go with Sandra Sully? So Sandra Sully, episode 200, we uh, we didn't end up getting her because what? what's but what's what's happening is we actually are getting her uh, in the the coming weeks. So okay. we we were still in the US. We reached out to her. We we're going to literally do the show. We we're going to get back and fly to Sydney to do it, and couldn't get a hold of her. And right. then after we've recorded, she said, "Hey, slid yeah. into my DMs, ready for the podcast." That Sandra so, will be on. Sandra Sully will be on. That's Maybe before um, the end of the year. That's when you know you've made it. Is when Sandra. <laughs> Sully slides into your DMs. <laughs> exactly. The day that you can, yeah, <laughs> the day you can actually say Sandra S- 
Sully slid into my DMs. <laughs> That's it. You know you're onto a winner. Exactly. You got to keep it up. Yeah, hey mate, um, good luck with your wedding. Oh, thank you. Next next weekend? Uh, not this weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, yeah lovely. And I'm excited. Uh, I'm equally shitting myself at the same time because I get emotional at other people's weddings. And I wrote my vows the other day and I tried to read them at home by myself <laughs> and I welled up doing that. So You know oh, what? No. I, I thought I was going to be a wreck and it was the complete opposite. And my wife's so emotional and wow. she was the complete opposite. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's it's either like it, the build-up and, and on the day is like makes it less emotional I don't know or you're a sociopath <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. No, I, I reckon I'm more emotional now than I've ever been mm-hmm. since you know being Having in a relationship with a highly emotional person yeah and being around emotional people like Josh but I reckon I don't know maybe you might you might surprise yourself that's all I'll say because I surprise myself massively a lot I of people I'd lose it. a lot of people say that and I'm yeah. hoping that happens because the last thing I want to do is be a, I will cry regardless there'll be tears and I'll be yeah. emotional no, you're very planned you've got a no, full it's about schedule. how much money it costs him that's why he's <laughs> yeah. crying Yes, I've seen the bill. I'll be in tears. Don't worry. Oh, awesome, mate. Gondi, enjoy your flight back. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, it's the Daily Talk Show. Hi at thedailytalkshow.com. Now that we're in Australia, it's easiest for us to actually uh, get emails onto the show. And donate some cash, guys. They need it. <laughs> yeah, a dollar. Thanks.